<laughs> I'm actually going to have to... Re- I'm, I'm actually going to continue responding to them because I think uh, Fake Lola's bizarre blogs um, are hilarious because obviously I know exactly what story she's trying to tell, but I don't know if she knows because she's drunk because she's obviously relapsed over Christmas and New Year, so, so I don't know how she's going to crawl back to AA. Because um, you can't... It, it's very obvious. She was very, very quiet online for the last couple of weeks. And then she's come firing in on New Year's Day, full of vodka, toilet duck, and ra- done a horrible YouTube video, clearly gloating at someone that she believes is having a breakup. And, like, this is a person that claims to be a spiritual person, step in the light, stay in the light, and have, you know, and, and using all this branding that she helps people with no contact while mocking and laughing at, I don't know who, uh, on her YouTube because she thinks they've broken up. That's not even, like, I can't even get over the the abusiveness of that. I mean, I help people with no contact and I, I hate narcissists and she's just done the most nasty, narcissistic, abusive thing she could do, which is mock someone breaking up. Um... And it's not me, by the way, because I haven't broken up with anyone. I'm just uh, just doing my thing, as usual, me, Mr. Lucy and my kids. Um, so I don't know. So whoever she's mocking, I feel sorry for them because that's cruel. But then she is cruel and she'll become more cruel while she's drinking um, and she's not in control because that's a narcissist because she's not in control. So the most recent blog, um, I think I've told the story. The thing is, all her content is based on what I've put out publicly anyway. Um, so she's not like getting new information from anywhere or finding things out. She's just stalking me, uh, learning about me and then warping and twisting it and calling it a blog. It's very, well, everybody listening to my podcast, my 20,000 followers, readers, subscribers, whatever, you know, I think it's about 20,000 now we're at, um, all know this is absolute deranged, delusional nonsense. But every now and again, someone new may come across her disgusting content and and actually listen to it and um, so that's why I'm going to continue addressing it on my content because I have thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners and viewers Um, and I would rather have an impact on all of them than you know have just some random read that content and go ooh you know so her most recent story or rant um, is a is a story that I'm going to tell you but she's she's how you know you're dealing with a narcopath is that the the stories they're going to tell about their victim or their target will be fantastical because they have magical thinking narcissists and they they cannot they phys, they physically cannot tell the truth and they don't want to so what they'll try to do is they'll take the kernel of a story that they've found through stalking and they'll they'll embellish it with really unpleasant nasty derogatory slanderous content because their brain doesn't work the same as the rest of us because they need that level of stimulus and they need to write that level of bile because that's their normal, right? Their normal is lies, exaggerations, smearing and stalking. Um, and if they actually told the truth, that would be, that that's abnormal to them, okay? It feels, it just feels wrong. It's not disgusting enough. It's not exciting enough. It's not slanderous enough. So you're never, ever, ever going to get the truth out of this stupid bitch, fake Lola. Well, I call her fake Lola, but she calls herself no contact coach. I don't know where the the went, but hey-ho, probably down, down her neck in a glass of vodka. Um, 
but um, she calls herself Lola, which is the name of a sex offender in one of my books. So she wants to be a sex offender, which I find just shocking and bizarre. Um, she's also called herself Alice, which is a murder victim in one of my books. So she's <laughs> she's got really bad choice in names. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so the the story is so basically, I when I was um, newly estranged or separated from my narcissist number two. I actually can't even remember if this was 2016 or 2017, but I went on a mad dating spree. It's, it's no secret. In fact, I talk a lot about the uh, narcissistic virus and the promiscuity and the incredibly bad behaviours and choices and decisions I made away back in 2016 and and why I pathologise myself. And it's certainly not pretty. Um, I'm I'm very um, accessible and uh, around talking about shameful things I've done and things that I've said and, and and what have you, because that's what has helped me heal and recover is exploring all that and talking about it because my, my no contact coaching clients will come to me with stories of shame and stories of bad behavior and stories of poor decisions. And it's not for me to judge them at all. Um, and I that they come to me, my clients come to me because they know I fucked up. Um, and um, so, uh, yeah, so I was going through my crazy promiscuous time and I can't remember where, I think I met him on, Plenty of Fish, a guy called David, I'm not going to say his second name, a guy called David, a big, handsome, good-looking guy, um, and he had a child, he had a little girl, um, should I say her name? Let's just call her T, okay? T, he had a little girl called T, uh, and I obviously had kids, um, and I thought that would be good because he'd be more understanding to my lack of uh, free time and what have you, and it would give us something in common. Um, and it's very rare you're going to meet anybody, a bloke over the age of 30 that doesn't have a kid these days, at least one. <laughs> um, and where there's a kid, there's a nightmare ex. But the good thing with David was he wasn't in touch with his ex. Is, is the, the, the mother of T had left them, dumped them and fucked off. And I felt sorry for him as well. But I also was then attracted to him because I thought, oh, he's a single dad. Wow, what a, what a good guy. Um, and I still believe he is a good guy. Um, so big, handsome, good looking guy. I met him. A um, little bit of an issue in terms of uh, he basically didn't have any teeth. Uh, but I looked past it and um, I don't know, I can't remember what, what, what he said it was due to. a drug. It was either drug abuse and smoking or some, some other issue, but he had like no teeth. Uh, but he had like little stubs. So, you know, it, he didn't look like he had no teeth until, the, you know, he, he opened his mouth. But... I saw past that. I'm very good at that. I'm very good at seeing past things like that. Like, I, th I doubt very much he would have dated me if I'd have rocked up looking gorgeous because he's a good-looking guy uh, with no teeth. I don't think he'd have seen me again. But I'm, I, I, I will see past significant physical flaws to a personality. And I saw a really nice guy, quite an intelligent guy, uh, hard-working, like I say, single dad, um, kept his house clean, wasn't the nicest of... Um, ground floor flats but you could see he was making the effort I and mean, he doted on his daughter great and I got on great with her she really liked me um she was a lovely little thing a bit precocious um and I, I sort of on the first day I sort of we just went to a park and then I went home um little bit oh she played with my dog who was still a puppy at the time she was lovely that was fine little bit precocious and I sort of watched her engagement with other children and I thought oh she's a bit bossy but listen that's not an issue is it you know, especially little girls they do, do tend to be a bit princessy and a bit bossy and that's fine um 
and I played I played with her and we played with the dog and everything was great. And I thought, oh, I remember going home thinking, okay, this is okay, this. I like him. Um, and we started dating and I, I went, then I went to his flat to stay over. And that was when the cracks started to show because um, T wouldn't give us a minute. And I'm not saying like, like what this, what fake Lola has put in this blog is that um, I didn't want T around us and I wanted T to just sit in her bedroom. Like she'd been watching fucking Cinderella again, this silly old cow. Um, and uh, I, I, I demanded she be locked in her bedroom. I don't know where she's, well, we know where she's got this, in her disgusting, drunken, fantastical, narcissistic mind. But there's just all these accusations that I said that. And it was not like that at all. It was me and David would stand and all the doors were always open. That's fine. And my house is like that. Um, stand in the kitchen and Taylor would be sitting in the living room shouting at us, having a conversation with us. And she had no social skills and she had no manners. Um, she hadn't been brought up with them. And I don't, I think that's potentially was her mother stroke David trying to compensate for her not having a mother. So he just let her run riot. And I mean, run riot. You know, we'd be sitting on the sofa and she'd sit, but she'd actually sit between us and give me this little smile. And, I, and I'm like, okay, but she really liked me. It was weird. She, she developed an attack. I remember taking her shopping and taking her to McDonald's and she was much calmer when David wasn't around. It was like um, she, she, she played up to him and she was very attention seeking. But I can understand that because he'd given her everything he could to replace the fact she didn't have a mom. And he probably didn't wasn't equipped with the parenting skills to teach T just boundaries and manners. Um you see it a lot with single parents, particularly first-time parents, which he was. Um, and uh, so she she just started causing problems between us. And I didn't, I wasn't mad keen. Like we'd watch, she'd watch a program and she would insist we sat there, right? And it was like, she was really, she was like, right, we're going to watch Frozen. And I was like, oh good, I've actually not seen that, right? And I still haven't actually seen the whole thing because then she would, it would be on for five minutes and then she'd go, Lucy, draw with me. And I'd be like, okay, but Frozen's still on. And she was like, and she would she would be like, we can do both. And I was like, right, I am actually here on a date, like with your dad. But I, I didn't mind doing all that. Um, and then I would be like, tell you what, we'll watch Frozen. We'll do these drawings. Tell me what you want me to draw and you can color it in, right? She'd be fine for five minutes. Then she'd get up, Frozen's on, there's paper and pens everywhere. And she'd say, I want something to eat. Lucy, make me something to eat. And, I'd, I'm, and I'm thinking... I'm not sure about this. And that went on. Um, she was very, I would say ADHD. Um, she she had to have someone with her at all times. She wasn't a child that would watch a program or play in a room or play in the kitchen or play on the floor between us. It was the, ta it, ooh, it was the tea show. Um, I belonged to tea. Her dad belonged to tea. We weren't allowed to sit together. We weren't allowed to kiss or have a kiss, even just on the lips. She would come in and then kiss me. She was... Ab very domineering. Um, we couldn't sit in the kitchen. She, like I say, she'd scream and shout like through and, where are you? Why aren't you sitting with me? And it was like, we're just going to have five minutes together, T, her dad would say. And she'd be like, and then she'd come in the kitchen and sit at the kitchen. There was, it wasn't, it wasn't normal. Um, there was, you know, it was abnormal and it was excessive and it was very difficult. And then, she would walk in early in the morning when we were obviously being intimate, um, Get sit on the bed, get on the bed. Um, I would have a bath. She would walk in the bathroom and make sexual comments, um, 
she would make highly inappropriate comments about my body. Um, and that was when it first started to really, there was crunch. We had no space. And I'm not saying not enough space. We had none. Zero. Nada. Zilch. Okay. Nothing. And uh, uh, David, you could see David struggling, but at no point did he tell her that this was unacceptable and not to say that and not to do that. And that, you know, he didn't put any boundaries up um, at all. And then I started thinking, oh, no. Um, the bathroom thing was a final straw. Um, and I thought, let's change the dynamics. I'll have them visit me. They didn't stay over, but they came to visit. Um, and T was okay because she, she attached herself to my middle child, not my youngest. My youngest has Asperger's. Um, and fake Lola has made some nasty comments about my son and how uh, I've lied about this situation. And she's even got the wrong ch son. I don't know. I think she's chosen my son with Asperger's to be the one that T hung about with because it allows her to be nasty and make an excuse for T's inappropriate behaviour. But it was actually my middle son that T was hanging, was, was became quite attached to and they would you know, go and play in the bedroom. Um, and I, with hindsight, I saw my son get quite crestfallen and quite quiet on the two times I think they visited my house. Could have been three in hindsight. But I I admit to being a bit of a failure with that one. I, I, I just thought he was tired because I knew how intense that T was and I knew how bossy she was. And I just thought, oh, she's knackered, poor, she's knackered, poor Charlie out. Um, they were only little kids at this time. I can't even know. I think they were, both of them were in top, you know, the last few years of primary school. Um, yeah, they would have been. Nine and ten, that sort of age. Um, but I can't remember what the others, oh, that was it. Yeah, so then... Uh, David was very clingy with me, which is fine. You know, I'm used to clingy men, very clingy. And I just started feeling drained around them. Um, and that's, this is all normal shit, right? Sometimes when you date a guy with a kid or kids, it just ends up like this. You know, you, you as a as a more capable parent um, and a more self-aware person, you realise it's just not working. And that's the way it was. It just wasn't working. Um, it just didn't feel right anymore. And we I was getting ready to kind of like, I was thinking when they go home, it's, this is over. I've got to just like basically ghost him. <laughs> like I say, it was a few years ago. Oh, I'm going to tell him, tell him how I feel and end it. Um, I didn't, you didn't want any big drama or something like that. Um, I don't know if T felt insecure. I don't know if she was jealous. I don't know, but she got a little bit toxic. Um, and I can't remember. We went for a long walk. We went to walk with the dog. And she wouldn't listen. Like, I'd be like, T, don't cross the road. And she'd look at me, this little smile, and just walk out into the road. Um, T, eat your dinner. I don't like it. I'm like, but we had that at your house last week. Just She just became very difficult. and But she'd look at you with this little smile. And I'm like, oh, all right. Uh, I don't like this kid. <laughs> like, fuck that. I don't want to be in this kid's life. Never mind a dad. Um, and we were coming up the stairs from this walk in the park where I'd made a decision qu quietly in my own head that this wasn't working. And um, I'd gone up ahead of them because I just wanted to grit my teeth and pull faces without them seeing me, to be honest with you. And Chance was coming up. This no, no, that's all bullshit, Lucy. You've got that all wrong. I am, um, because I'm seeing it from the, the point of view that I saw it. So um, T ran up the stairs ahead of us Um. And next thing, this giant log 
don't ask why I had a log, but I think I was going to make candle holders out of it. Um, a big giant log on my landing. So, and I mean, like it's big. Um, I'm trying to think. It was maybe a foot wide or circumference. Is that how you would describe it? And three foot long. A big, heavy log. This thing could not fall anywhere or fall through the bars of my landing. Okay. Next thing, this came over our heads and hit the stairs in front of us because we were like below my landing, walking upstairs, if you can imagine spiral stairs going up in a tenement. And I looked up and T was stood there exactly where the log had been. And she looked at me and I thought, you little fucker. She'd picked the log up and thrown it over the landing to hit us, me, her dad, and my dog, my puppy. And that was it for me. I was like, did you just throw that? And and David went, oh, I'm sure it just fell. And I looked at him and I'm like, what? And I was like, that was it. My jaw was set. I was very hostile, very angry. We went in the flat and he started mincing around to hang about a bit longer. And I said, I've uh, got to get on with my ironing, David. Uh, I was hoping he'd pick up on the fact I was furious. Um, and he was like, oh, I'll make a cup of tea. I was like, no, I'd, I'd, uh, I, I think it's best you go. And he, he finally clicked. Off they went. I messaged him. I said, this is unacceptable. I said, you put no boundaries up. I said, that little girl needs a slapped bottom. I think I said something like that. Um, I was so angry. Um, and so like, what the fuck has just gone on? What is what is going on with this guy and this kid? Um, I shouldn't have said she needs a slapped bottom. But I just, it's a, it's a bit of a saying, you know, like if somebody's an absolute prick, it's like, you need a slapped bottom. Um, anyway, that's not about anything else other than that um and i just said you, you you've got a problem with her she has a problems major problems i think she's a bloody psychopath um you can't allow a child to walk in on women in the bathroom and say sexual things you can't allow them to sit on a bed when you're having sex you can't allow them to you know boss you around boss you around the way she bosses people around i was like you're never going to meet a girl or a woman that's going to put up with that david i was like and I always have a parting shot. And you shit in bed. You're very rough. And he was. He was incredibly rough. He hurt me. Um, I was like, that's that. <laughs> right? Classic breakup text. Uh, but fake Lola has written a completely different story. She's got people mixed up. She's talking about bicycles, which is weird. Because the only time I chucked a bicycle at someone was a fucking bitch that came to my door uh, to batter me because her fucking boyfriend had cheated on her with me and I didn't know and I fucking chucked the bicycle at her. So fake Lola's obviously, she's definitely drinking because she's mixing people up and she's mixing stories up. And then she's like, she's creating little sort of Frankenstein stories. Um, and I just can't be bothered with the delusions and the lies. So I will keep telling the truth and the real story. I mean, this story was didn't particularly cast me in an excellent light, but it's the truth. It's what happened. Um... David then did get very nasty and uh, at some point he was abusive to me on Cora, like several years later and he once phoned me up and was abusive and I just like, we had a nasty argument. Um, but, it, you know, I, it, sadly I've become used to that. Um, whether it's me being nasty or someone else being nasty, I've got used to breakups just not being able to be fucking normal um, because I attract loonies and, and I can be a loony, to be perfectly fucking honest. But, if you want to go and look at fake Lola's bizarre story, feel feel free to. She's stolen the, the title of my book as a website name, No Contact, No Narc, or something like that. Um, and 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 you 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 get to look through the mind of this crazy alcoholic narcopath female uh, fake Lola. And like I say, she's in her sixties. She's I think she's got 
blonde hair, blue eyeshadow, um, and she she promotes herself as this nice person, but then she's writing that stuff, and that's a narcissist. They're all, they talk a good game, and then their actual behavior doesn't match. Um, if she was interested in doing no contact and stealing all my trading styles, she could. I've said to her already, I've said, carry on using Lola, carry on using no contact no not, carry on using no contact lifestyle, carry on using no contact coach, which are all my trading styles, but do no contact. You don't need to do blogs about bicycles and little girls and talking about paedophilia and uh, you, you don't need to do that but she wants she does need to do that she wants to do that for her depravity and her entertainment and um, to make herself feel better about herself in some way so there you go go and have a look at it but that's the actual true story of what happened with me and David and T and the log <laughs>